Hello and welcome to Murder on Her Mind. I'm Caitlin Wiley and I'm your host of this podcast. Hello everybody, how are we doing? Um, Happy Thursday to you wherever you are in the world. I hope you're doing well and you're staying safe and you're keeping sane during these really fucked up times. I cannot believe we're almost a year into this. What the hell is happening? I find myself like sometimes during the day just being like, oh yeah, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic right now. Like, we're in the middle of a movie, essentially. A really long fucking movie, a year-long movie, and it hasn't ended yet. And we haven't been able to see our friends. We haven't been able to kiss people on the lips. I can still kiss my boyfriend, but other people out there can't. Because they don't have boyfriends or girlfriends. Or whoever they want to kiss, their sugar daddies or their sugar mamas. Sucks. It really does. My heart goes out to you all. I hope you can all kiss each other soon. Anyways, um, how has life been? My life, well, I got an extra long weekend this day, or this weekend, um, so I was supposed to work all last week, but on Wednesday morning, on my way to work, I, um, got a call or like a message from like my work being like oh yeah no work got flooded we can't work at this location today we're gonna have to move you to the location and I was like almost at work so I go in which like contact all our clients and everything and basically like, I think what had happened was the pipes had burst and uh at the hair salon next door that's attached to my work and yeah I'm just got sent home I guess from there or not sent home sorry to the other location which is just like about I'd say like a 35 minute walk if you're taking your time maybe it's longer actually um but uh yeah so I had to go to work at the other location and then I was supposed to work there on the Thursday but because of COVID and like capacity reasons I couldn't work there so I just like come back to work on Tuesday so I've literally been off since like Wednesday night and uh it's been great and uh, did I do a lot this weekend no nothing at all actually it was super relaxing um I'm trying to even think what all we did we went for like a few walks um we went for a few drives we drove all the way up to like the north end of Calgary to this like little tiny town like I mean tiny and we got donuts from this little shop that was nice we did that on Valentine's Day and we ordered a curry last night from this Indian restaurant behind our house and then we um watched Get Hard oh and we also watched um what the heck was it called promising young women promising young women very good very cinematic i don't know what the main actress's name is because i'm awful with names but she is stunning like she's so so pretty and i love her fashion and that oh she had the cutest clothes and like the braids in her hair oh she was so pretty um and i just like loved her style it was very nice and i love the filming of the movie too um again it was like it kind of reminded me of like the grand budapest hotel like a little bit but it's kind of cinematic but it's like a thriller at the same time um so yeah great storyline and it gets very intense towards the end um very slow build up like you're kind of like okay like what's this chick's deal and then like a brilliant storyline at the end of it so i would highly recommend that and uh yeah what else did we really do we didn't do much else i watched a really good documentary but i'm not going to talk too much about that documentary because i will be that's what my episode is going to be on today for episode 30 i thought it'd be a good one um but yeah so i watched that really good documentary and then i watched um another one called road rage murder and it was like on channel five in the uk that was really good about this like 
basically the psycho like literally he's known as like a psychotic like killer in the show they talk about him and how he um basically just murders this innocent man and um almost attacks the wife as well and it's very very good and i really want to finish the rest of that um channel five has amazing documentaries um and what else so we we didn't really do much else we literally just kind of hung out of course I left like my podcast the last minute today before I go back to work tomorrow I'm really excited about how busy work is going to be um and then all the pubs and restaurants have opened in Calgary which I'm a little bit nervous about because I feel like that's gonna like raise our cases again and we're probably gonna have to shut down which is really frustrating but that being said um Chris and I decided you know what we're gonna go out for dinner um, on Friday night and um, you know my work is extremely safe there's never been a case that's came from my work and Chris has been at home the whole time studying so we feel like we're safe enough to go out and um, hopefully not pick up anything because that's, that's what I'm mostly worried about but I'm also like I just really want to get dressed up and go out and I feel kind of bad about it but at the same time I'm like I have to I, not that I have to but I just kind of want to just do something nice and I feel like I've been just cooped up in this house the whole time it's been going on and even when the pubs were open the first time around like when uh, COVID kind of got like let loose a little bit in the summertime uh we, we only went out once we only went to this one pub um on 17th Ave in Calgary it was delicious but other than that we really haven't been going out and I know like people are dying to go out but it's just like I'm also trying to save money and like England is not cheap um and I've been like watching some like YouTube videos to see like how people have like found um living in the UK during COVID who've like moved from Canada or moved from the States and it all seems to be fine like kind of like what's what's going on here it's just they find like their lockdowns are a lot more stricter which is a given um I'm just mainly nervous about like vaccines like I really want to get vaccinated but I feel like it's going to happen in England before it happens um here in Calgary I think it'll probably be like next year before I get vaccinated or by the very end of the year. Um, Whereas like everyone I know now in the UK, apart from like one of my uncles and aunties have been vaccinated, Um, which makes me feel great. But again, I don't know if a vaccine completely keeps like my grandma and whoever else safe that has got it, you know, and I just want to be really careful before I arrive and uh, be one of those people, you know? um but even I just like amazes me like the amount of young people that are moving to the UK right now and like are okay with like spending that much money on rent in London I just find it extortionate it's so so expensive um like I was looking just for like shits and giggles and it's like 400 pound just for a bedroom which is like 800 Canadian and like you're in a bedroom like that's it um and like that that would be now like in London and like usually it's like the house has like six bedrooms but so you have like six other flatmates and then you just share like a kitchen and like that's how much you're paying and you also got to pay like I think it's like council tax or council fees um which would be kind of like similar to like our um property tax here in Canada except it's based on like your living situation so like your room that you're living in you would have to pay council tax towards that it's what, kind of like what I understand um could be wrong but from what I understand like that's that's it but I was talking to my grandma and she just keeps asking me she's like Caitlin when are you coming she's like I can't wait and I'm like oh grandma I wish I could just be there right now with you like but it's just like not safe and I also just want to save some money because I uh 
literally haven't been working for half of the year last year and that's not really ideal when you're moving to one of the most expensive cities in the world so yeah that's fun mm, just get a sip of water but um this is actually an asmr murder channel um welcome welcome <laughs> uh but yeah so that's kind of everything that has been going on in my life i did go to my um group like therapy thing for like self-esteem and i really enjoyed it um it's been going really well and um i really like all the people that are in there and i have to like be very careful about like what i say because it's all confidential and stuff but um it's fantastic i really really enjoy it um i definitely tend to like ask like some questions and to make other people feel comfortable like to see if anyone else is because there's a lot of quiet people in the group and i just like want them to feel like really welcome and like even though like that's not my job um I just don't want them to be like left out or anything in case I have anything to say. But anyways, um, I guess we should move on to why we're all here. And that's to hear a good old true crime story. So um, enjoy episode 30. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And uh, I hope you're all staying safe out there. Bye-bye. All right, guys. So for episode 30 today, we are going to be doing the story um or i guess the kidnapping of shannon matthews um and she's like from like west yorkshire and dewsbury um this story is like so insane i was watching a documentary on it um like what i was talking at the beginning of the podcast on channel five and it was just called the disappearance of shannon matthews very good very intense documentary i would highly recommend it if you're back home and you have like sky or whatever you use to like watch tv I would recommend like going back and trying to find it if you can or if you have if you can like uh, rewatch it on the Channel 5 website. Maybe they have some on like put out on YouTube already but that's where I watched it and I got like most of my details and it like kind of inspired me to do this case. I had a few cases I actually wanted to do for today and I was like hmm you know what no, I'm just gonna go with this one. So uh, let's get into it. So on the 19th of February 2008, um, Shannon Matthews, who was born on the 9th of September 1998, um, she was a nine-year-old nine girl at the time and she was reported missing in Dewsbury, West Yorkshire, England. Um, so I would have been around the same age as her, would have been just a year older than her. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't actually personally remember this story because at the same time Madeline McCann had actually just gone missing um two a couple months before that the summertime I think of that year or the year before that um so it was just I think the media didn't get as much coverage as they wanted to even though it was a huge case and really well known across like the UK and stuff but at the same time Madeline McCann had had just gone missing in Portugal so that was huge that was massive um so yeah she was from Dewsbury in West Yorkshire England which is kind of like a small town like lots of council estates um and I really don't know how to compare council estates to what we would have here in Canada or even in the states um they're states they're like um communities almost like what we would have as communities here except they are provided by like the government they're like, like low income housing and i know this sounds awful but i actually don't know if we have any here in calgary we probably do that are like funded but um these are like all tiny homes that are like basically attached together and um yeah it's 
a riot in those places and, and I, I know in our home in our hometown in Westport in Ireland as well we had them outside the town some council estates and stuff and they'd be like a little more run down but like again I don't want to just generalize because that's not always the case um but yeah so that's essentially um what this town was like um the search for her became a major missing per- persons of police operation um, which was compared to the disappearance of Madeline McCann and so yeah it, it just kind of again like what I was saying at the beginning there it, it did get covered up a lot by Madeline McCann's um, disappearance obviously because like that was huge and it still is huge um, if you haven't watched the documentary on the Ma- Madeline McCann disappearance I highly recommend it um, it's on Netflix. It was fantastic. Really, really eerie. I personally don't know who did it. At first, there's one part during the documentary where I was like, okay, the parents did it. But then you kind of go on and you're like, this doesn't make sense. Like, they, it couldn't have been the parents. Um, but, you know, a lot of people think it was. And a lot of people... I remember at the beginning of COVID, actually, there was information that was coming out about a guy who apparently had taken her. And that kind of got swept under the rug pretty fast. But anyways... Um, so nine-year-old Shannon Matthews was seen at around three o'clock on um, the 19th of February 2008 just outside her school in Westmore Junior School in Dewsbury Moor. After a visit to the Dewsbury Sports Centre swimming pool um, she was leaving and she was supposed to go on her way home. Um, the school was about a half a mile from her home and she never came home and her mum just decided to call the police. I think it was around like nine o'clock she decided she was going to call the police and like this was very unheard of and um she had like a little friend as well who was just like nope like I didn't see anything weird when she left the swimming center and like there's like CCTV CCTV footage that they found of her leaving the swimming pool nothing seemed normal abnormal um she wasn't with anyone like no adults or anything like that but she never came home this was very unlike her she was a very quiet like simple little girl um but she did come from like a troubled home. So her mum, Karen Matthews, she had seven children. Five of them were from different parents, like different dads, sorry. And again, like the Griffin and Council estates, like low income families. Um, Her partner at the time was Craig, um, Craig, geez, I can't remember his last name. Was it Craig Davidson or Peterson? Well, I just butchered that. Um, and so he was kind of like he was a really young guy and like Karen the mum was quite young too but you can kind of tell they didn't come from like a lot of money so it was just like a bit of like a scary scenario where where did this kid go what happened to her so um so the the mum Karen Matthews had called the police to report her daughter missing after she had not returned home from school um, the West Yorkshire Police started a search which eventually involved more than 200 officers and so this whole community um, of Dewsbury came together to look for this little girl like this was huge um, she just vanished essentially off the face of the earth no there was no passerbyers that saw anything weird nothing like there was no trace of her at all and people start to get really worried and she's this young nine-year-old girl and it's like winter time in England and it's quite cold and chilly um so it just this whole community just came together to like look for her um the investigation into her appearance was led by detective superintendent andy brennan 
Um, the West Yorkshire Police question 1,500 motorists and searched over 3,000 houses. And in the documentary, like, they interview the people who their houses were searched for and a really good friend of karen matthews she's kind of like the star of like the documentary i would say which sounds weird because she's obviously not the person who is missing but they don't actually document any of like um like the actual people like the immediate family who are involved um but it was awful and like how much time this woman put into um helping karen find her daughter and she organized all these search parties night after night after night all these flyers t-shirts everything fundraising events to help this young girl be found um so by march 5th uh, more than 250 officers and 60 detectives were involved in the investigation about 10 percent of west yorkshire's uh, forces of operational strength um it became the largest police investigation in west yorkshire since the yorkshire ripper case in the thir- 30 years later um, of the 27 specialists, victims, recovery dogs in the UK, 16 were involved in the search. So this was massive. And, you know, you can see them like going through the fields and then through people's back gardens. Like they did a thorough, thorough search. Um, and then you kind of like move on to like, um, you know, with what was happening with Madeline McCann, Karen, the mum, was kind of like, okay, how can I get this out into the media and you know maybe we can create some sort of a reward like it was happening with like Madeleine McCann so to help her her, her daughter Shannon be found um the Sun actually the Sun newspaper which is like a very controversial uh newspaper and uh quite a I don't know even know how to explain it greedy tabloid place well it's terrible so the Sun newspaper after I say this I know this is gonna sound funny but the Sun newspaper did offer, uh, or offered, sorry, a reward of £20,000, which is huge, absolutely massive amount of money um, for information leading to Shannon's safe return. It was increased to £50,000 on the 10th of March, by which time she had been missing for 20 days. A business in Huddersfield, uh, nine, mil- nine miles away from Dewsbury, had offered £5,000 reward as well to anything. Um, the West Yorkshire Police created a webpage, uh, quote, Missing Shannon Matthews Appeal. And on the 7th of March, released a photograph of Shannon on the website. The police released the recording of the 999 call made by Karen reporting the t- child's disappearance. Um, on an official web- uh, website saying, help us find Shannon, including the Shannon Matthews Appeal, was launched on the 11th of March. Both websites were, um, you know greatly used during this time so you know they come out to the news and she's crying she's like can i have like my little princess home like i need my princess home like this is awful and you know she's really putting on the tears and so is her like partner and they're just like you know out there out in these searching parties oh my god my chair is creaking so much you can probably hear it (laughs) um so the media's reaction it was very torn down the middle so a comparison was drawn between the publicity given to the disappearance of Madeleine McCann, a three-year-old British girl who had disappeared when on a holiday in Portugal in May of 2007. Um, the much lower level publicity of Shannon. Uh, Roy Greensdale, writing for the Guardian blog, explained, quote, overreacting, overreaching everything in social class, but added that Shannon's disappearance in the UK made a difference. The Independent took the same line saying, uh, quote, Kate and Jerry McCann had a lot 
They were a couple with middle-class doctors, a holiday in an upper-market resort, and Karen Matthews is not as elegant nor as um, eloquent. The Times noted that the local community had pulled together but had hunt appeared less newsworthy than the most minor developments in the search for, uh, for the little girl um, McCann. The Brisbane Times said that Karen Matthews and Kate McCann represented two sides of the social class coin in Britain because one was getting like more obviously you know I guess how could you even say like more publicity than the other because of like how, how much like an upper class the other like from the other one was um so <clears throat> So then we move on to how little um, Shannon was found. And it's honestly quite disturbing and really shocking. And, you know, when this documentary did come out, a lot of people were concerned. Like, why are we still bringing this up? You know, this happened so long ago. Um, why, like, bring this trauma back into this young girl's life? Like, all these things. And, um, spoiler she is alive but it was just like really really hard for people i think when they because like a lot of people wanted the story to be like left alone like even though what had happened was like super fucked up and i personally think it's okay sure it happened like a long time ago but we also need to talk about like these monsters who think this stuff is okay um so people started to like get more and more suspicious about this and the way that Karen and Craig were acting in front of the media and they seem to just be getting less and less careless or more and more careless sorry and one man actually comes up to the police and he asks oh you know have you seen so-and-so um usually he's here all the time and his name was Michael Donovan and Michael Donovan you know was Craig's uncle at the time and he was usually around at their house constantly, you know, always around the kids and at the parties and the pubs. And um, all of a sudden, since Shannon's gone missing, he has just disappeared off scene. He's nowhere to be found. No one really knows where he's kind of gone to or anything like that. So um, the police go to his house and they knock on the door if there's no answer and then they knock on the neighbor's door to the left and she's like oh yeah no he should be home if his car is there he's always home he hasn't really been leaving an awful lot and then they go to the next neighbor's house to the other side of his home and was like hello like have you seen this man do you know who he is uh where he came from blah 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 and they're like yeah we know who he is and they're like the police asked them like have you heard of anything weird going on and she's like well I have heard of like some children's footsteps next door that I haven't heard before but that's about it which is like super creepy didn't think to report it even though like in the next town over like he he only lived I think it was like excuse me like a mile from where this town was originally um so it was really quite close so they go in and they're like okay we need to find a way to like get into this man's house and uh, i guess they go back and they get like a search warrant to search his house and they hear you're scaring me now you're scaring me now and they're like okay that's a kid's voice what the fuck so they go up to the bedroom and shannon matthews has been found under the bed alive and well they take her out she's been malnourished you can tell she's just kind of like drowsy and tired um and they take her into the police station and on the way there they're like okay but where is um michael 
you know, Michael is supposed to be here with her. And the police are still in the house looking enough. And next thing, you know, this police officer who's like thinking this, speaking to his like co-worker, I guess, his little sidekick, are both like, where the hell could he have been? Like, he wasn't in the house. And next thing, they get a phone call saying, Michael was under the bed right next to her. We just didn't see her or see him. It's not so creepy. I literally got chills. I was like, that is the most terrifying thing ever. Um, and he came out like kicking and throwing and, you know, just creating a huge fuss and the police had actually grabbed him. And then when they get to the police station, the first thing he says is arrest Karen, arrest Karen. And they're like, why? And that's all he just keeps saying is arrest Karen. So immediately everyone's like, uh oh, this wasn't a mistake. This wasn't some plot that he's done on his own. This is something that the mother has been in, in on in a long time. So I'm going to go into more detail with Shannon. So when she had been found. So the West Yorkshire police found Shannon alive at 1230 on March 14th, 2008. 24 days after she went missing. So almost a month. Um, She was concealed in the base of um, a Divian bed in a flat in Lydgate Gardens, Bately Carr. Uh, Michael Donovan, the 39-year-old tenant of the flat, was arrested at the scene after he was found under the bed like a freaking creep. Um, Shanna was placed under police protection and cared by cared for by the local uh, social services department. The police exercised powers under the section of 46 of the Children's Act of 1989, which allows a child to remain a subject of the police protection for 72 hours. Uh, she was to be seized and the subject to police protection on March 17th. Since she has remained in the care of the Kirkless Family Service on a voluntary basis, on March 15th, the police reported that Shannon had begun to recover after the whole ordeal. Um, specially trained officers questioned her to establish what had happened. The questioning, which had lasted um, hours and hours and even weeks, um, it took place 10 minute sessions each time at a special children's uh, suite assembling classroom so Donovan was charged with the kidnapping and false imprisonment and committing acts of intended per, uh, pervert the course of justice on the 17th of March in 2008 he appeared before the Dewsbury uh, court on March 18th which was reminded he remained in custody he appeared at Leeds Crown Court via video link uh, with, in his prison cell on the 26th of March the provisional trial date was fixed on um, November 11th um, so he did make he tried to create like a suicide or attempt a, um, a suicide attempt as well but what had happened was this whole thing ended up being planned by Shannon Matthews and um, you know it is yet to be known if Craig Matthews had anything to do with it like her or Craig Meehan her boyfriend at the time if he had known anything between her this and his uncle and um, you know he still remains like nope I didn't know anything I didn't know that she was this whole thing was planned kidnapped but she had found out how much money basically the media was giving to um, the McCann research and everything and she was like you know what if my daughter goes missing and we just someone we know randomly finds her but we've planned it we can split the money and once it gets rewarded to this person so she chose Michael Donovan because he was kind of like a low class person as well and he'd actually changed his name um just because he was bullied when he was younger like he was quite a weird man um you know not many people 
enjoyed his company and he just was a weird creature honestly um so she thought he'd be the perfect man to do this so to take her and after a month had gone by that they would just find her like drop her off at a random shopping center and then michael would come up and pick her up and be like oh my god i just found her wandering through the shops by herself which is i think is such a pathetic plan because every single shop nowadays has security cameras and i just don't even understand how they would have like tried to get away with this um and the reason again why she chose michael donovan is because he was such like a nothing of a guy like he just really just went around his about his life doing not like much with his life and you know would be very you he you'd sneeze you'd be gone like you, you wouldn't even notice that he was gone kind of a person so um that's why she chose him and he decided to pick her up um the mum shannon had told her oh, your uncle is gonna be picking you up today so just be prepared for that so shannon had like known that but didn't know what was gonna happen after um they unfortunately did find drugs in her system prescribed drugs that had been prescribed to michael donovan that made her like drowsy and stuff um there was no sign of um i guess sexual trauma towards uh the young matthews girl but just like a lot of neglect and fear and trauma like which is more than enough um and it's just awful to even think that this happened to her and you know they had all these evil plans too and the fact that the mom had just even tried to get away with this is so so awful so after they investigate and they kind of go into it they also find that there's like uh, child pornography on uh, craig meehan's um computer which then led then led him to be a suspect too in the case although there wasn't enough evidence to show that he actually was a part of this case um it just ended up like being that way you know he um the finger was just being pointed too much so all four of them or all three of them did end up getting arrested um karen was lost all custody of seven of her children um they all went into social services and um shannon matthews especially went into um a special i think agency and she was kind of like hidden from the media like you can't even find pictures of her now um and you know it's really sad about the whole thing is her little friend so in the whole documentary she has this little friend and for the life of me i can't remember what her name is but um you know she even went on the news just being like i want to i want to find my friend and she's like crying and you just it breaks your little heart like i remember being that age and like your friends like your world um and it was just like so sad to watch that and she's in the documentary and she's like i'm i haven't seen my friend since and she was like she was the only person i ever trust and to this day when she's like you know 21 years old um or maybe sorry she's probably 23 um just to be like yeah i've lost a friend that i've loved my whole life and i won't get to see her again because now she's in social services because of this like evil woman um they all only went to prison for four years each um which i don't think is an awful lot but again that's just kind of what happens um and the fact too that like when this again like what i was saying at the beginning like a lot of people did not want this to be republicized and put out into the media with another documentary because it happened so long and that shannon had made a mistake and she was just desperate for money but like things that could have gone very wrong like this michael donovan was not a well like he just wasn't a good man like he wasn't well in the head 
Um, and there's also signs of, like child pornography on his computer and uh, child abuse and stuff and it was just like very fucked up and the fact that she thought that she was putting her daughter into safe hands was not the case he drugged her he you know would do many things with her and he was very smart about how um he went about the abduction and if he had to go out of the house and take her with her he would leave really early in the morning to go to the shops and he would take her with her and she he said that you always have to put your hood up and there was a whole list of rules from shannon matthews mom karen about what she can and can't do in the house like your volume the volume of the tv can only be at eight and nothing more like stuff like that there's really creepy like details um, how they wanted to keep her safe and the fact that they thought they were even going to be able to get away with this at the very end is beyond me um but yeah and it, it was just i think too like the police in in west yorkshire spent 3.2 or 3.5 million on this case to help find this young girl and all the hours and all the police and all the work that these neighbors in the community went to and then she was just down the road and some underneath some man's bed you know it really it just really shocked people and i think shocked people sorry and i think you're just people were really fed up and angered by the whole thing like you would never do that to your own kid and just to do it for money and it's just like a greedy stunt um but yeah so that is the story of shannon matthews um you know it it was like a fake kidnapped it was just so heartbreaking to think that like someone would actually do that just to get money you know and um it's kind of probably better that it didn't get more publicity than the mccann case at the very end of the day um but yeah i'm still very interested to see how that case is going to end i feel like that's going to be like one of those stories where the girl just shows up years later um but who knows who the hell knows but i hope you enjoyed that episode everyone um please don't forget to rate review subscribe and uh, make sure to check out my instagram murder on her mind podcast and that's where you'll see all the pictures and you can also like the facebook page too that's where you'll see all the pictures and the details of each episode that i'll be releasing but anyways have a great day and stay safe Bye bye